0: Hey everybody, this is Martin, and you're listening to Healing Together, a podcast that connects you to me and some of my amazing friends, where we hope that our stories will bring you comfort, inspiration and healing. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes view of people's lives, both the ordinary and extraordinary. And I think that you will realise that most often moving through struggle Relies on finding a way to shine a light on some of the darkest corners of your heart. And through this, we can build strength and therefore remain open, kind, and grateful. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Healing Together. I'm still coming down from Saturday night's Podcast, the uh, the joint podcast with our guest Amram, my lovely husband. I uh, I've been feeling a bit nervous actually about the response to that session. Um, there are a few things really that I I guess I've struggled with, and um, oh, it's this perfectionism again. <laughs> coming into full force when putting myself out there. Um, obviously, Amram is, you know, one of the most important people in my life and um, and my relationship with him is so important in in my life. And uh, so to put that out there for everybody to hear in its raw, authentic form um, was quite a leap and as a way of trying to avoid facing the difficult feelings that come up with um with feeling exposed in that way i relied on my usual response which is try to make everything perfect and the ways in which that showed up in the last couple of days were obsessing over the sound obsessing over how we came across and if i'm going to lose my whole tenure career because i dared to be as open with some of my life as we were um, of course, that's all ridiculous, and actually totally uh the opposite of the message that I put out there, which is that authenticity is indeed a bridge to connection, and it's hard <laughs> of course it's it's hard. and I guess by doing that, I've demonstrated to you that I really do understand the message the being real is healing in itself, not only for the listeners to hear, but also for me and, well, probably not Amram if you've listened to the previous episode because he's already there with this. Uh, but I know from the past, you know, whether it's been my uh, my emotive and authentic sharing of some of my story through social media or any of the other ways in which I've communicated who I really am, that that's been the best way to connect with people. And so we put the podcast out there as it was. I mean, we may have edited a few of the parts that descended into incoherent madness so that it was a better experience for you as a listener. However, we were there as we are, and uh, I hope that that was healing for you. That's definitely the intention. Um, You know, sometimes going back to the basics of of just being together is the most valuable and profound thing that, that we can do for our relationships It doesn't always have to be about those really difficult conversations, that that really hard stuff. Often it's perfectly okay and, and, and very much needed in some instances to focus on being silly, make each other laugh, letting the small stuff go and finding more opportunities to have those lighter moments together. You know, our relationships are always a work in progress and I think if you can show up for each other genuinely, as we talked quite a lot about in the previous podcast episode, that that can have untold benefits for the depth of connection that you can have and certainly for creating some ease when the tough times come because they inevitably will And so that brings me on nicely to the subject of today's podcast, which is using difficult relationships to create healing. So before we move into the next section of the podcast, let's make sure that we're all in the best place possible to receive what you're about to hear. Me too. And to do that, I'm going to take you through a few breaths using the box breathing technique. So... Ideally you'd be lying or sitting down, but you can, you can do this uh, wherever you are, just not in the car um, because you need to concentrate on driving <laughs> or on your bike. Um, so making sure that you're nice and comfortable and not needing your attention for anything other than this breath. And I'd like you to visualize a box and up one side, we're going to inhale. And then as you go along the top of the box. We're going to hold the breath and then going down the other side of the box on the exhale before we go back to the beginning, holding the breath at the bottom. Really simple and we'll use a count of four to do this. So taking a breath in and out to prepare. And inhale through your nose for four, three, two. One, hold your breath at the top, four, three, two, one, release in on an exhale, four, three, two, one, holding at the bottom for four, three, two, one. Let's start again. Inhaling four. Holding for four. Exhaling for four. Holding for four. Let's do that one more time. Inhale in four. Holding for four. Exhale in four. Holding for four. And take in a nice breath in. and out okay let's go the two areas that i wanted to discuss in terms of difficult relationships are divorce or separation and death now Mostly in divorce and uh, separation, the difficulty exists between the two people that are separating and that difficulty or conflict can lead to forgetting that it's important to love yourself and love the other person, even though you're separating. And I I will come on to uh, a different perspective on love more healing perspective on love in just a moment Um, but before that I just want to talk about the reason that I consider death to be a difficult relationship and it's because when somebody dies whoever they are to you the relationship with that person changes because they are no longer here on the physical plane and it means that you have to do a lot of work yourself in order to remain connected to that person. And I think that there are some similarities in the way in which we need to be with ourselves when experiencing both these difficult forms of relationship. And as I said just a moment ago, one of the the, the important um, aspects of being in a difficult relationship is is the idea of what love is. And I shared a post on this over the weekend, which I just want to read out to you now, that uh, it was so helpful to me. I was listening to a podcast from uh, by Jamila Jamil. Highly recommend it. It's called I Way. And she really goes to the edges of what people may feel in terms of shame and also uh, really supporting suppressed groups of people in the world. Um, It can be really challenging at times. And I think it's really healthy uh, in in that, that you can uh, have your edges pushed and maybe expand your view of what it means to reduce shame in this world. And actually thinking of shame, probably the opposite of love. Uh, So, yeah, a nice link back to my what is love or having a different perspective on love. And Jamila was interviewing Zachary uh, Levi. And he was talking about taking this different perspective on love, which was inspired by his reading of the philosopher Thomas Aquinas. And he said something to the tune of love is not about liking somebody. It's, it's not an amplified like. It's not I like you the most because we don't always like the people that we love. And what Levi said was, Levi, Zachary Levi, said that love is instead to will the good of another or yourself will the good of yourself in the sense that you can remember that it's okay if you mess up always trying to remember that you're doing the best that you can given what you're going through and what you've been given to deal with what you're going through and what you know about the world and perhaps those who didn't understand this way of living may have hurt you they may not know of the need to stop repeating this pattern of hurting those who hurt them as a way to try to resolve how that feels for them in their body, in their mind. And actually, if we think of love as willing the good of ourselves, then we can tune into those qualities that we would consider to be good, which is probably something along the lines of kindness, compassion, gratitude, patience and so if you can will those qualities out of yourself and therefore love yourself and again you don't have to like how that feels or even like yourself while you're doing it but if you can consider that loving yourself is an action that creates that goodness in in you and, and from you, then you're going to be in a far better position to be able to do that for other people, to will the good of other people. When they hurt you, realise that that's not coming from their inherent goodness. It's coming from somebody Uh, It's coming from the pain that they're experiencing that perhaps somebody has subjected them to. And actually, if you choose to will the goodness from others, then you'll be far more likely to bring that out in them and create more peace in your connection. And, you know, hopefully that will send a ripple effect out into the world. And of course, you know, not many people will think of love like this, but I'm just suggesting it here. Of following it being suggested to me as an alternative perspective. And, you know, first of all, just starting with yourself um, as a way of, of, of trying to get through hurt, of trying to get through feeling pain, that actually you're doing the best that you can with what you've been given and what you've experienced. And if you can find that goodness inside of yourself and apply it to yourself, then that's bound to put you in a much better place to be able to well feel peaceful in the world and, and therefore be able to perhaps offer that to other people. So I, I really I really loved that um as a way of, of viewing love. So one of the ways in which I was hoping to be able to offer some healing to the difficulties that people experience in their relationships is through a class a yoga class that i put the feelers out for a few days ago which i've started off calling couples yoga Uh, so it was a way of expanding some of the work that i do with couples in talking therapy and helping people not only through talking, but be able to understand different ways of connecting with each other. So for example, like we did at the beginning of this session, becoming more authentic within yourself by using the breath, by using your body to explore what you need and how you can create safe boundaries for yourself, as well as knowing what to ask for and to be heard and I thought that the couples yoga class would be a really great way to explore that in different ways. So my intention is that we would do some work at the beginning where we would connect on an individual level and then partner up with with the person that you bring to the class with you and do some partner yoga where the importance of communicating how certain things feel in your body to the other person and be an active listener at the same time when you switch roles, to be able to actually touch each other again, which can be very rare in many relationships I've discovered through my experience. uh, Well, sometimes personally, but also in, in the relationships that I support. And to be able to explore something, maybe not new for both partners, But certainly something new together to give the relationship something new to uh, have both partners within the relationship work on and contribute to. So that was that was my thoughts anyway on, on how that this class could help people within their relationships and therefore personally. But, you know, beyond that, I was thinking maybe it would be helpful for people to come to this class who aren't perhaps in a romantic relationship. So perhaps, you know, thinking about expanding it out to another family member, maybe even a friend that you're struggling with in terms of uh, communication, maybe where there's been some hurt and there hasn't been the ability to work through this to give people tools to be able to, first of all, get to a centered and grounded place where they know where they are in themselves and what they need and what they feel and maybe offer some skills to be able to communicate more effectively to that other person. So I welcome any feedback from anybody in terms of what they think of this as a concept, whether you'd be interested, and I've had some cool suggestions for the name for the class. Uh, Yoga to connect is, is is a pretty cool one, I think. Uh, so yes, this is this is open to suggestions. Please help me out here. I just have this drive at the moment to help create more peace in the world around us in our communities by working on some of the conflict within relationships and trying to help people identify how much of that conflict is on the individual level and how much of it is to be worked on in terms of the you know the relationship entity that that bit that's between the two individuals and where that might be needing some work and it's it's usually through communication so I think that that could make a positive difference to the current state of affairs in the UK where the divorce rate is estimated to be at 42% according to the Office of National Statistics. And I bet that the, uh, the rate of discontented relationships is phew, probably double that. Um, you know, nobody teaches us how to be in relationship. We're just expected to know how to do this. And, you know, why would you expect somebody to get on a bike and be able to ride it or drive a car without actually having some guidance, some uh, teaching um, and maybe some practice as well? So, uh, yeah, it's time for us to get real about where there may be some skills lacking or knowledge lacking and do something about it because I tell you for sure the couples that I've worked with as a counselor uh, and and in yoga um and as well as in my personal life knowing people who have sought support for their relationship you know it only takes a few tweaks here and there and you find that actually with a little bit of guidance you know people can find their own resources and can come together really well and one of the uh, the areas that again I feel needs a great deal of work is actually realizing that when a relationship hits a difficult patch or indeed you both or one of you decide to end the relationship in its current form that it is indeed that you know it's not an ending of the relationship there is a process to go through in the evolution of this relationship and particularly where it's divorce, particularly where there's separation with children involved or really any relationship that's beyond those first few dates, to be honest, you know, there is a process where we can demonstrate love and care for ourselves and the other person by going through this uncoupling with a sense of kindness, a sense of of goodness, if you like, you know, the qualities of love that I talked about earlier on, that actually by harming the other person in the process of that separation, you're ultimately harming yourself and definitely not putting good vibrations out into the world. And so I think a lot of work needs to be done on reframing what it means to end a relationship and perhaps considering it as an evolution where the care for yourself and that person needs attention and okay in a different way and of course with boundaries to protect yourself if there has been any abuse of any kind that absolutely is important and and if you can't communicate with that other person safely then doing it through a third party whatever form that may take but there has to be this sense of it's not over it's an evolution uh, to protect both the person involved in the um, in themselves and and that person that they are separating from because It's so upsetting to hear of friends who are going through divorces where there isn't this perspective that you still have a responsibility to that other person to help them through this process, even though you're not going to be together. And the law actually, you know, with divorce anyway, it, it does support people better than the level of understanding as to what it means to support a person certainly in divorce and where there's children concerned and so often the attempts at trying to resolve this together without mediation or any other kind of third-party intervention um, you know where there can be a sense of regulation of the emotions involved and fairness um, it It doesn't happen in most cases and it can be devastating for those people involved in the separation where things aren't done fairly and where emotions rule the show. Um, It's just been so upsetting for me with some people in my life this last week. And yeah, we need to do better. Um, And there are ways in which that can that can be done you know there's so much support out there um there's for anybody that is actually struggling with any of this um i can recommend a fantastic website called the gottman institute that's g-o-t-t-m-a-n institute i'll pop it in the uh in the podcast notes gottman i'll just write that down because i'll forget (laughs) Uh, and they help with all kinds of relationship uh, issues. And, and a really great way to, to do this is through the five languages of love. And that can be done through, uh, as I say, through your uh, romantic, intimate relationships and also with friends, siblings, parents, colleagues. I just think we need to get better at relationships and so while I'm certainly not aiming to provide all of the answers here, it's been something that's on my mind and I wanted to share some of my musings and some of the ways in which I hope to uh, contribute to better relationships in my local community, whether that be you know physically or online, but those people whom I connect with and support and thinking about how we can maybe view the idea of separations, divorce, as not so much an ending, but as an evolution. And actually, if we think of that idea of love being about willing the good of yourself in order to then will the good of others, for me, that's a win-win for both. It feels so much more expansive, definitely more um in in you know in the kind of love vibration overall that you know we're out there creating goodness in the world where we can where we've got that capacity and we can create that capacity by loving ourselves in that way and uh, it feels so much more hopeful and way less toxic than the the divisive, hateful, fearful, scarcity attitude that if I give to another, and I will caveat that where there is abuse present, that that needs to be done by a, another person, by an independent third party, but certainly the idea of loving yourself being about willing the good of yourself rather than just doing the things that you like can be so much more helpful and can perhaps maybe even build a, a, you know, a core strength within yourself that will make you far less susceptible to some of the hurt that may be inflicted upon you um, or directed towards you by those who, you know, are in pain themselves. So, That's my thoughts on how we can perhaps differently navigate uh, separations and uh, and divorces, because it's definitely needed. So I would welcome any responses to some of what I've been talking about today so far in the podcast. As always, you can email me on martinblacklock at gmail.com with your feedback, thoughts, even questions, and if you're happy for those to be read out and discussed on the podcast, then please do let me know. I would be delighted to use some real life examples and and certainly some challenges to what I've put out there. Then, because you know, obviously, I am not the expert on anyone but myself, and even that needs work. But I do have um, passionate musings on some of these things and if it's bringing something up in you and you would like to explore that then let's do that together on this podcast and of course if anybody does need any support in a more bounded way uh, in a more professional way then of course there is support out there for you and that can be me or I can certainly direct you towards some others that I would trust you with so please do get in touch And then moving on to the second part of today's podcast, which again is talking about relationships, difficult relationships, and more so the relationship that you have with those who have passed, who are no longer with us on this physical plane. And that's been something that I've been navigating on a personal level in the last month or so, where I sadly lost a really good friend of mine, Ben. Uh, Ben was in his early 40s and was diagnosed with esophageal cancer terminally, just before his 40th birthday. And he sadly died at the end of last month. And It's been quite an interesting process for me losing Ben because Ben and I didn't really spend that much time together um, ben is one of those uh, wonderful souls who I met through um, through a dating app a long time ago uh, as a friend, and he had an immediate impact on me. Um, at that time in my life, I was it was before I met Amram, and it was certainly before I'd decided that I was okay being single. So I was going through all kinds of um, experiences that were showing me that I needed to certainly love myself in some of the ways that I've been talking about earlier on in this podcast i uh, I definitely wasn't willing the good in myself with some of my choices at that time and you know often our self-sabotaging behaviors are, are sometimes the best way we can learn what we don't need to do but during those times, We struggle and uh, having good friends around you that will be honest with you and will love you by willing the good out of you is vital and Ben was definitely one of those people who loved me in that way at that time and the overriding way in which Ben supported me was to listen and to validate how I felt about any given situation But then he would remind me that it's so important that you have to get up and you have to get up with a smile on your face and the type of energy that says, I'm not going to let this beat me, that I am worth more than what this struggle is requiring of me, that there's more than this struggle. And so because Ben was like that with me and he he became a part of me really because I got to live out being that way. With him I started to live more in that fashion in, in the rest of my life and we weren't uh, geographically that close so a lot of my connection with him was, I suppose, not really on the physical plane. You know, he was he was in my heart, in my mind. He was over a WhatsApp message or a voice note, an occasional phone call, and I felt that the gifts he gave me, I was able to take and keep them. And when I heard that he had passed, of course, there was a sadness just associated with the shock that you know he'd he'd gone and wasn't here anymore in in the form that he was but then this feeling that I had was he hasn't gone and it wasn't a disbelief at all I'm very aware of the fact that he's died but I I was really struggling to be okay with the fact that this wasn't a typical struggle when somebody's died and just as I say that it's like what what the fuck are you talking about, Martin? Of course, grief is never the same with each time that you experience it and, you know, between different people. It's a highly personal experience. And I tried to treat myself as though Ben would treat me and kind of visualising him in my mind, saying what questions would I be asking him and how would he answer those questions While I was going through all of that and all I kept hearing him say was, I'm still with you. I'm still with you. And goodness, it took a lot to be able to hold the fact that I wasn't crying. I wasn't feeling particularly sad or any of those what you might consider to be typical feelings following him dying. Um, And yeah, I sat with that for quite a long time, and I feel proud of myself that I was able to treat myself as I I would be treated by him, and certainly as I would treat others. That that felt like a real um, a real gift to myself that I'm that I'm pleased that I was able to give, and consequently, when I went to his funeral uh, just over a week ago, the poem that he wrote to be. Read out at his funeral, solidified for me that he was with me still, um, that he that he is with me still. Sorry, and I will read that poem to you shortly, um, because it's absolutely wonderful, and for me, it certainly gives us a way of being in relationship with ourselves and others, with nature, with our humanity, um, or lack of it um he absolutely is a poet um he is a legend and uh, these words will stay with me for a very long time and i will definitely as i am doing right now on this podcast use his life and his death to help create healing in this world because i was on a i was hosting a yoga retreat the the week before his funeral And so much of what he wrote in the poem was what I felt with him being there uh, that week. I felt he was with me and it was confirmed in in the words of this poem. And so I'm going to read the poem to you now and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about how we can maybe move through that difficult transition in our relationship with those who that we've lost um, following you hearing the uh, stunning words that he wrote that were read out at his funeral last week so I'm gonna get these words up now there's a place they say that's better a place they say grows green a place that's often spoken of but we have never seen it's made up of the little things that always mean the most like sun rays through clouds and over buttered toast. It's filled with friends and family who made their journeys first. They've all been waiting for us, their welcome songs rehearsed. It's a place they say you go when your adventure's done. And everyone's is different, except rising moon and setting sun. For me, there will be rolling hills and mountains there to climb with waterfalls to scale where the water carves the lime. The heather will be purple. There'll be deer and highland cow, the hedges full of berries, with every kind if they'll allow. It's here where you will find me, and when you come to stay, my arms will be outstretched, and we will talk the days away. You'll catch me up on gossip and all the things I've missed. I'll tell you about my wanderings and all the guys I've kissed. There'll be laughs and tears a plenty, of that I have no doubt. And when the moon shows her face, I'll get the fire pit out. And like those that came before, I'll wait for you to come. But it's not your time yet to arrive and your adventure's not quite done. So get out there into the world. And please do me proud. Go dance that dance, get on that plane and sing that song out loud. Make every day worth living. Tell friends and family that you care. And sometimes think of me because I promise I will be there. But this is where I say goodbye and it's time for me to go. My unapologetic heart loves you more than you will know. It seems easy just to say this But believe me, it is true. My life would be nothing if it wasn't all for you. And if you're going to miss me, please do not be sad. For I'll live on within you through all the memories had. So remember all the laughs and all the times where we've had fun. And I will see you soon under rising moon and setting sun. Ben Green 2021. <sighs> okay. So we can feel these difficult emotions and that fullness of feeling in your belly and in your heart, and it can feel like typical sadness, but that doesn't mean that it's not incredibly meaningful to have that experience of sadness. Grief is indeed the price you pay for having loved somebody. And please never feel shame about anything that you experience that comes from inside of you. Whether that is sadness and tears like now, or whether you're feeling quite content and happy that that person has been in your life and that you still feel them around don't judge yourself negatively if when that person has left it feels like they're still here because they are because they live on in you and allow yourself to celebrate what they meant to you and you know what if it if it makes you cry if it makes you angry if it makes you laugh if it makes you frustrated just feel it all will the good in you and the good in you is being a fully feeling person that allows themselves to have the experience of being fully human because you're here now and you have time to do that here and experience this wild and wonderful world with all of its darkness and all of its light this is the experience this is what it's about and if we resist any part of who we are or how we are then we start to close down, we start to feel shame and we've had enough of that and if you're experiencing a sense of resistance to who you are then please know that all that comes from inside of you is goodness and it might not make sense but Use those around you. Those who are no longer here. Use podcasts. Educate yourself. Get a therapist. Go to a yoga class. Go for a dance. Join a running club. Find that connection with other people. And you will see that you're just like everybody else. And it's okay to have difficult times within, you know, in your your relationship with yourself. It's okay to have difficulties with other people. These are all opportunities for you to find that goodness inside of you. So, yeah. It's really, really powerful stuff. Um, And I think Ben is probably losing Ben um, is probably what is inspiring me to try to make this world a better place through relationships. I guess it's what I do. Um, He's definitely a big part of what spurred me on to finally get this podcast out there. Um, And it's such a fulfilling experience. I've, I've already explained to you today that in the last couple of days, I've had lots of those difficult feelings around being genuine, being vulnerable. And as Amram very comically and um directly uh advised us you know be yourself don't waste time being somebody else those who are meant for you will stick around and those who aren't will leave and yeah just shine oh I love this I love this quote shine your weird light so that your other weirdos know where to find you <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna finish it there actually i think that's enough if you're struggling reach out in those ways that i just described um send me an email and I'll, i'll 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 help you find what you need whether that's from me directly i'm only one person so it might not be but don't struggle alone We're all here to help each other back to that goodness inside. So never forget that it's in you and never forget that it's in everybody around you. Let's bring that out in ourselves and each other. The world needs it. The world definitely needs it. Okay. So I'm going to do a card reading from the Sophie Bashford Oracle deck. So lovely. We'll see, other than Ben, who on the other side has got some support for us, some guidance for us here. So take a moment now just to come up with an open question, a question that you might be struggling with finding the answer to in your life. Try to make it an open question, a why, what, where, when, how question, something that you can receive open guidance to rather than just a yes or no answer and if you can't think of anything then simply be open to the guidance that this card has for you that this god goddess or guardian who will furnish us with their deep insights into what it means to be here in this world as a spiritual being okay God's Goddesses and Guardians please provide me with guidance for our listeners and we receive your wisdom with an open heart here we go oh wow oh I love this card I love this card so we have Bridget and Bridget is dressed in a lovely green celtic outfit she has bridget's cross uh, on a pendant around her her neck and uh, also she's holding uh, another version of that Um, there is fire and she has this gorgeous auburn hair and there's a green background behind her green being the color of healing sometimes the colour of the heart chakra and as I mentioned to you in the first episode the introductory episode the heart is the centre of earthly and spiritual parts of who we are that uh, connection point so this is a lovely card okay so Bridget says you are a healer she is the Celtic goddess of the flame and the well and she has arrived to take you across the threshold this is a reinitiation into your ancient healing powers from mother earth bridget boldly declares you are a healer you carry tools remedies and skills earned du- during previous incarnations the healing energy of the goddess is embedded in your cells If you need healing yourself, let Bridget's bright blessings light the way. Strengthen your belief in your own power to heal. Or are you being called to facilitate healing for others? And remember, a healer's job isn't to rescue people from their problems. It's a humble role that helps somebody call in their own highest vision of health and well-being. It's always the person who's receiving the healing, who chooses how, when and to what extent they're ready to heal. The powerful ancient healer inside you may be scared of coming forwards. You may be fearful of ridicule, criticism or even punishment. Long ago, the deep knowledge you carried was stolen, discredited and used against you. But it's safe now to light up the world with your healing gifts. You're here to facilitate deep healing for other beings and for Mother Earth. How wonderful is this for today's podcast? (laughs) Oh, thank you, Bridget. So she has some additional meanings. Be optimistic and proactive about healing yourself. You're stronger than you think. Use complementary or integrative therapies in a combination with conventional medicine. An important spiritual gateway is opening, so cross the threshold with positive expectations. Maybe spring clean your home to create, spri- uh, to create space for new energy. And if anybody's going to Ireland, then visit Bridget's holy wells, for example, County Kildare. And some words that Bridget leaves us with healing energies flow through me from the goddess. It's safe to heal. Wow. I bloody love these cards. They're so, so good. So good. Right. Okay. Well, I've managed to stick to the time that I wanted the podcast to be <laughs> for once. So we're at uh, about 45 minutes there. Um, I hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Remember, you are a healer. Heal yourself first with all of those qualities of the heart, compassion, kindness, gratitude. And once you have got yourself into a place where you feel you're able to go out into the world to offer those qualities, then do that. Please do it. Remember the words from Ben. Remember some of what I've said in this podcast and tune in to that goodness that is absolutely in you. I feel it. I see it. It's there. This now, huh? Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you once again for all of the feedback and support so far. As usual, if anybody has any feedback, questions or anything else, then do email me on martinblacklock at gmail.com and you can connect with me on Instagram under the handle martinblacklockhealing and Facebook martinblacklock. So we have a guest on next week's episode. I'm looking forward to bringing somebody else onto the podcast, somebody who will be able to let you know how working through their difficult stuff, shining that light on some of the darker corners of their world, and how that helped them face the truth, start to, in the safe space of therapy, work on some new ways of being that were perhaps more helpful, let go of some existing ways of being that definitely weren't helpful and move forward lighter more themselves and definitely being a better person in the world so i'll see you next time and remember get strong and stay open kind and grateful see you next time bye